Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. The illustrious Ben Moore. Evening, gents. And this is State of Atlanta. <laughs> is he illustrious? Welcome back, guys. The illustrative of I don't know what that I was, means. I was trying to think of an adjective, and uh, that one had a lot of syllables on it, so I figured it'd be good enough to use. Man, yeah, uh, that's like uh, work, Dave. I, I like that, man. That was good stuff. I, sh I should have said uh, a man uh, not known for a, being of a few words, Ben Moore, but that's even more true. So That's true. That's true. I miss y'all, man. How's everybody? Doing very well. Oh. This is a great week. We got... Nice. Uh, went, went in the books, and we get to a, a full cleansing of our stadium after the game on Saturday. Well, that's what I was saying on Twitter is, you know, we, we saw those videos of the blowtorches that are used to, like, revitalize the sunbleached seats. Now is a perfect time to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll all get out there on Sunday. They have blowtorches. We all just, like, go at it, and it'll be great. We should need get. We just need to hand out ass gaskets to everyone in Southern a trash down South Attire to cover our seats up so they don't uh, infect it. We have a better chance of that happening. Also, if you give me a flamethrower while a trash down South person's around, I can't promise that they won't, you know, get no, a little singed themselves. It'll be Sunday. Oh, I'll be busy. I'll be in Florida. So anyhow, all right. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? You want to talk right. about the, the big win or the game coming up this week? We well, only got Ben for a few minutes here. Oh well, Ben, what do you want to cover? Whatever, man. I'm. I'm. Listen. I, I'm. I am the uh, the your guest. The win. Let's I, do I, the win. Yeah, let's do the win. Let's I'm good with that. Let's do the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was there, and it was awesome. Uh, it's a really cool experience. You guys missed out on not being there. What was y'all's take watching the game from home? Tim? Anyone? Uh, apparent, apparently, David, you need to go every away game. Ryan, you need to stay home. <laughs> and I need to go on vacation every every game. That's it. That's how we win. That's how we work. Okay, got it. Um, national, national champs, 2023. I don't That formula. Yeah, I don't... I don't think my wife would uh, agree with that so much, but uh, it sounds like it works out well for you, Tim, on vacation every week. I mean, tough no. shit. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so, We're talking ben, about Georgia State ben, question for, I mean, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> ben, question for you about this game. Uh, was this a big win? Was this not a big deal? Or was this just a, a – we were bound to win one of these on the schedule. What, what, what kind of game was this? Yeah, I think I think you start. I mean, any win's a good win, right? Uh, it, it was an FBS opponent. It's a road win, um, and, and something that you know. Even Sean Elliott talked about in his, I think, either presser or or the Sun Belt Media Conference. Can't remember. Kind of all runs together at this point. But um, you know, Army doesn't lose a lot at home. Uh, they do play some neutral site games, of course, with Navy. Um, they you know play that in Philly or New York or bounce that around. Uh, I went back and looked in the last seven seasons. That was only their seventh home loss on their home field. Um, that is not a lot. And Army is an independent. So they play anybody and everybody. And when they play them at home, they don't lose a lot. Uh, they're an extremely difficult style, as we've talked about before. And you guys have talked about listening to the pod. Um, you know, it's an extremely difficult uh, roll up and ramp up when you're playing against a super physical triple option team. And my gosh, Jacoby Buchanan, you saw him live, Dave. Like he was bigger than defensive lineman at fullback, at that B back position at 200. He's listed at 260 pounds. I would take the over on that bet. Um, and just seeing the linebackers and defensive linemen stand up and, and obviously make the play of the game there. But, you know, just I, I think the offense 
you know, gaining some confidence there. You know, you didn't turn the ball over. You did turn them over uh, multiple times, which is obviously, you know, I- impressive. And and it ultimately, you know, being, a, you know, a comfortable win. And, and Sean talked about it after the game, right? Like, hey, this team needed to be in a four-quarter battle and win basically in every aspect. Um, there were some hiccups, as there have been all season. But, um, you know, I think it was certainly an impressive win. And, and um, I, you know, Army is kind of going through it. And they, they've got Wake Forest coming up uh, this next coming week, which will be very difficult for them. But, you know, they're still a very solid, solid team. And, and any time you play a service academy uh, that runs a triple option, and, and here's the thing about it, they ain't giving up. They ain't going to quit. They just keep coming at you. So, uh, and, and we're very appreciative of that being our, you know, those guys will basically graduate and have much bigger goals uh, in, in life. It, it felt like yeah, in that, the first half, um, we were like hanging on uh, and we, we were playing pretty, pretty well, uh, uh, well enough to, to keep on winning. But in the third quarter, we sort of slipped. And then in the fourth quarter, it's like, it's like a switch went off you know and i don't know what that switch was i don't know if like adjustments were made properly or you know what ended up happening but like ben did you we're not we're not like football guys we're not like x's and o's guys but like is there some difference that happened in the fourth quarter that or or did the ball just like go our way all of a sudden yeah i think i think part of it is is this team has got to learn how to win right i mean every every coach when you talk to them they talk about you know and everyone was obviously focused on last season and what happened last season and so many guys back you know, as, as we've seen the last, you know, four or five weeks, this team has been really, really banged up. For all experience that you have, you haven't had Aubrey Payne but 10 snaps this season. You had basically, you know, mix and match on the offensive line. You moved, you know, a former left tackle inside to left guard. Now he's playing right tackle. You have a guy who basically has never had a start ever in Luis Cristobal at left guard. Uh, Bryson Broadway was back. I don't think he was 100%. Did not look good. He has struggled at times this season as well, coming from in from Eastern Illinois. Um, you know, you, you've already lost your slot wide receiver in Terrence Dixon for the season. You lose Blake Carroll, you know, your inside linebacker and, and guy that just didn't come off the field basically at all. Uh, but I think you saw other guys start to emerge, and you're seeing some of the young guys get their feet wet, learning how to just – read and react and play on defense. And, you know, the guys, you know, I, I saw a lot, you know, on the boards and other places, they were like, Hey, you know, they get the army, you know, did this and did that dude. They do that on everybody. Like they, they are, are going to be top five in the nation in rushing yards per game and in rushing, uh, you know, basically yards per play. It's what they do. Oh, they, they, right. So, I mean, I, I think that's the difficult part about, you know, facing that army. And, and again, you did, you didn't face them in week one, like last year where you had basically the entire off season, you had basically four or five days and then you got a travel day thrown in there, um, you know, on Friday to get up there to West point. So um, I, I think it was a confidence boost, um, huge credit. And I went straight to Twitter with it, you know, huge credit to, to OC Trent McKnight for making the play call of the game, basically to say, go win the game now, back up to have Darren Granger launch it to, to Creedle, who, I mean, let's be honest, there was, you could see it live or you could see it on TV. Um, Dave, I knew you could see it live there. We, we out-athleted them at almost every position. Like you could just see the the, the athleticism on the outside with Thrash and Creedle, um, even Darren Granger running away from guys, Tucker, Jemias, obviously. So I, I think there was just a, a level of confidence. And now you obviously have a, you know, a huge game coming. So you hope to, to build off that. Yeah. Tim, you got a question for Ben? Uh, no question. It just looks like uh, we knocked the rust off, right? And then <laughs> we, we started to gel. Yeah. Some of the players that haven't played in the positions actually had more, more reps to to get used to uh, 
playing on our offense and defense since we're yeah. nursing some injuries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no uh, doubt. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 guys that I had circled, I mean, I literally was writing notes as I was watching the game, you know, Saturday at, at home. And I mean, you, you had a guy, you know, Tylon Dunlap, a defensive end, ma- made a big, huge, uh, basically swat, swatted the ball down. Next play makes a tackle for loss. Guy that has not played a lot of reps, young guy, redshirt freshman. You know, Jordan Jones, redshirt freshman, inside linebacker, huge, as I just mentioned, with Blake Carroll being out. Uh, it was him and then Justin Abraham. You know, Jordan Jones, a little bit undersized linebacker, but he can fly. You look up and he's got 12 tackles on the day. Um, huge game. Obviously, Jordan Venzial, you know, another huge game. It, it's so funny because everybody and everyone on TV, when they make the game, you know, plays, they see the, you know, the the prototypical old school white linebacker. And, oh, he's not very athletic. And all the dude does is just make freaking plays week in and week out and hawk guys down. So um, it, it's just uh, pretty, pretty wild to me. And, and you know, Jordan's got a lead, and he talked about it, I think, post-game, talking about how he has to mentor these young guys and really grow them up because Blake's not going to be back, man. That Achilles is going to be an all-season all injury. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, new guys in places, and, and they need to play. Yeah, I wanted to say you made a couple comments early on and about first ball, you know, about uh, the team we were playing up there and you know how they have uh, bigger lives outside of college after everything compared to what our athletes or what we did ourselves. And I will say, man, as far as a game you can go to where everybody was absolutely nice and yet still having a great fun time while losing a game, that's what it was. Everybody was incredibly awesome up there they had uh people in like i don't know if it was because it was uh, october 1st they had some students some cadets in like halloween costumes just kind of parading around the front uh, row, row of all the seats uh, a couple of times in great huge you know uh, funny costumes or obviously but david, like, david that's the with- army uniform you gotta you gotta chill no, it was it was just it, army it, it was really cool up there. I mean, and ever, ever, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, that dude you're talking about, I, I I don't know his name. It was crazy. It's like all the guys would line up at the line, and then all of a sudden, when the ball was snapped, this just monster of a man stood up and just pushed his way uh, into the line and everything. And it was crazy. I, I was like, he's just growing on the line. He hit his like. Uh, <laughs> His little Ant Man giant button or something, and just got huge on the sideline. It was it, it was crazy watching it live. Um, but that said, we did great against them. The score looks great, but uh, I think we were good as long as we don't play teams that can throw the ball. Because did they complete? <laughs> did they complete a pass uh, other than to us? Oh, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. They completed you know, one. Our, I remember one. Yeah, our, I think our, they got our, one, our one game there. wasn't wasn't great i mean we talked about that that one pass to the outside that was a, a game changer uh but but that was like one of many that did not actually go our way and you know i saw i saw that ball go up and i'm like here we go again and and you know what i was wrong i was wrong. yeah i wanted to call you out because we're in our private group chat you're making a comment about how uh, <laughs> granger should never throw the ball past 10 yards because he never makes him he's horrible and then next thing I you know he actually never. Was, i next, said he can't that that was <laughs> That was first half of the game, so it was definitely later in the game when when uh, that happened. He's, and uh, he's yeah. rough at, at ten plus yards. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah, ben, I, what, I, I what, took what a screen capture of that. You? Do you have Do you have stats on this? I I, I don't, but I, but I will tell you this. 
Um, I, I think he has improved. That was the one area that he really, really struggled with in 2021 was his deep accuracy. Um, you know, he, they really, really tried to push it against Charlotte in his very first start, kind of reeled it back in a little bit, obviously against Auburn in the second start. But you saw, you know, shots down the field. He's got a good enough arm. It's ultimately, yeah. I think, a confidence issue. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially on deep throws and even middle to deep throws, like you have to have your base set and you have to be confident to throw it out there. And there's a lot of guys that have a rocket arm but don't necessarily know where it goes. I think Darren has a above-average arm, and, and he's got to trust it a little bit. Like, he doesn't really need to wind it up and say, all right, I'm going to try to launch this thing 75 yards into the third row. I just need to go in and give it, give my guys like Jamari Thrash and Jakaius Creedle and those guys enough space because they can run under it. And and you can you can see that on Saturday. And I will say this too: you will see it this Saturday if he trusts his arm enough. The Georgia Southern defensive backs are some of the worst that this team will see all year. They really are. They they have hemorrhaged yards on the defensive outside, side of the ball outside so, of scrimmaging so, at home. <laughs> Well, and, 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 and I, I will say that yeah. our wide receivers have been able to make space. Like I've seen that right. over and over and over again. But but they have dropped a bunch of balls. To Granger's credit, like we talk about his his passing rating or whatever, but like there's been a bunch of drop passes too that even if they were a little off, should have been caught. One hundred percent. You have a character radius for a reason. And and, and guys, yeah. you know, and, and a shout out to Robert Lewis too, a guy that I had heard a ton about coming into the preseason and and a guy that just continues to make plays as well. We saw him obviously have a huge game, um, you know, in the Charlotte game. I expect him to to you know get looks. And, and I think this is the interesting part about it as well. This this same Nate Woody style defense. I mean, this is exactly what Nate Fuquay runs. Um, it, he that's his mentor, his you know, the guy that basically coached him at Wofford. Um, you know, that's the exact same style. So obviously the, the offensive staff knows it front to back. They know the, the areas to go attack it. Now the defense gets a little bit different this week, but, um, you know, credit to the Granger for not turning the ball over. It was an issue in the first four games. And, you know, if you win, I mean, the statistics are over the moon. I mean, if you, if you are up plus two or plus three in the turnover margin, you win at an insane clip. I mean, it's, it's more than 85% basically when you're plus three in the turnover margin. You've already touched on it a little bit, and I know we only have you for a few more minutes here, so let's just roll in and get your take on uh, what we have coming into Center Park this week with the Trash Down South. They're 3-2. and two. They got a P5 win. They absolutely slaughtered their FCS opponent. Uh, I think it's a loss to UAB, which you know I, I think most people predicted, and then uh, a come-from-behind win against Ball State, I think. How good is this team in their first year under under whatever that dude's name is? It's uh, Clay, Clay, Clay Helton, whatever that dude's name. Yeah, that guy. I, I don't, I don't um, have the resources to commit anything about that team to my memory. So Yeah, you I, can tell us. I already don't know. I, I love you guys so much. This is, this is where I come from, my hard-hitting my heart hitting news um, and, and coverage. of No, but but no, I, I think the biggest thing, obviously, Hope Springs Eternal down there. Uh, we, we know that. You know, there's always expectations, as we've seen. Um, ultimately, uh, yes, I mean, they, they opened up with a just – bad FCS team and, and you know 59 to 7 it, it skewed a lot of their offensive and defensive stats when you go and kind of move that aside uh, this is one of the worst statistical defenses in the nation and it's not close um, they can't stop the run they can't stop the pass 
Uh, as, as you mentioned, I mean, UAB marched up and down on them. Ball State marched up and down on them. Nebraska had over 500 total yards against them um, rushing, uh, which shout out to uh, Anthony Grant, the running back for Nebraska. Uh, he is Demarcus Simon's younger brother. So um, shout, shout out to DS. Hopefully he shows up at the game on Saturday. I'm trying to hook him and, uh, and his youngin uh, with some tickets. Um, but I think the biggest thing ultimately, this defense can be had, but the same can be said, I'm sure, their offensive meetings, right? They're looking at it, and they have a very good quarterback in Kyle Van Treese, uh, you know, transferred in from Buffalo. Uh, he has you know, some receivers that can make plays as well, and he gets the ball out quick, which should make Georgia State fans very, very nervous because we saw that at Charlotte. You couldn't get pressure. You know, those three-step, five-step drops getting you know the short passes the short pass long run scenario uh, I think that has to be the game plan uh, but I will I will say this uh, the scheme itself this Panthers defensive staff has seen and some of these Panthers have seen it because Brian Ellis was at Western Kentucky in 2020 uh, he coached in that bowl game where they had a above average quarterback who absolutely could not you know, handle the pressure from the front seven. And as we, we saw, we turned them over several times in that game, um, hit them, I think, sacked them multiple times, fumble, multiple picks. And Vantrese will turn it over. You know, he, he's got seven uh, turnovers by himself already this season, you know, and that that is a is a problem, as we've talked about. If you turn the ball over against this team that wants to just beat the crap out of you, you know, from, from a running you know, point of view and just a sledgehammer, uh, you know, I, I keep circling it. If this Panthers offense can get in that 45 to 48 rushing attempts between Granger, Tucker Gregg, Marcus Carroll, and Jamias Williams, uh, it should be a pretty fun afternoon on Saturday. Yeah, the one thing that I have to look at is just you know, how we performed against like opponents. And, you know, we've uh, both teams lost to Coastal. And, but, you know, the trash looked, um, you know, they put up, more than twice as many points as we did, if I recall correctly. So, what what do you what do you say to somebody saying, "Hey, well, this is how you guys both performed against Coastal that maybe uh, you know TDS may actually do better against us or something." What, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's it's really difficult, I think, to to compare from from week to week because you don't know who's who's injured. Um, you know, I think the tough part too is you, you look at how many turnovers were in that game when Coastal came in, right? You know, just in the second half alone. And, and let's be honest, I, I went straight to Twitter with it. I mean, Jamias Williams had a perfect wheel route, walked into the end zone, and the absolutely one of the worst calls I've ever seen. Um, basically, Jamari Thrash gets called for offensive pass interference when he's being held, takes points off the board. That that would would have whittled it down to a 10-point game in the fourth quarter. You never know what happens there. The very next play, Darren turns it over and they score, and that's basically the margin. Um, I, I think that's – you know, there, there's things that happened in that game that certainly Southern did not do. Um, you know, Grayson wasn't particularly sharp, and, you know, McCall wasn't – sharp until the end of that game um and then all of a sudden you look up at the stats and he's got over 300 yards got multiple touchdown passes and you know the the myrtle hurdle uh happened <laughs> and awesome. uh, the, the the memes the memes that come after it by the way i don't know if you guys have seen that but they've had uh, gavin adcock the guy who was chugging the beer on uh uh, on the uh, the Georgia Southern bus walking in that basically got you know Chad Lunsford fired. Uh, they they have a meme uh, floating around the the interwebs of uh, the the young man from from Coastal leaping over Gavin Adcock chugging the beer. So I will be happy to text you guys that to Great. use that at your discretion. Uh, but no, I mean again cre credit to Coastal. I mean they did what they needed to do. Um, you know Southern 
just dumbed it up a little bit. I mean, you had multiple holding penalties on one of their better cornerbacks in Derek Canteen, who's not having a good season. Um, you know, Najee Thompson, uh, who for some reason went straight into my mentions and started talking trash. So we'll, we'll see him on Saturday and we'll see if he's awful chirpy after the game as well. Uh, when he maybe he gets run over by Tucker Gregg, uh, who, who will be looking for him, believe me. Um, but you're looking to knock, you know, Trey Barnett off the, uh, the career rushing we are, but uh, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored if the defenses play as they have, uh, if the offenses play as they're capable of, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of points scored. As we know, their fans will show up, all 118,000 of them, as we well know. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be standing room only. Um, and then all, all seven of our fans, you know, just us four and maybe three other fans that will show up <laughs> and huddle up together and cheer for all you. Um, it's just, I just, I just love this week, man. I mean, you guys have known me long enough. Um, this, this one is always fun. Um, I, I enjoyed the back and forth and, and I'm looking forward to see, you know, this is to me what, what college athletics is about. Um, the rivalry, um, you know, the, the trash talk back and forth. And then for 364 days, one of these teams is going to have uh, a, a leg to stand on. And, uh, if, if Georgia state prevails as they're favored to, uh, all of our mentions will be very, very quiet, which will yeah, be nice. Yeah. That's, I like that's, what I, they, that's what I was going to ask, certainly... man, is, is this a rivalry? 100%. We've played in sports since the 60s, man. Like, this is the funny part about it. Like, I, I've talked to, you know, you guys, if you've been to basketball games, and certainly audience as well, you know, seen Jim Adams, one of our first ever scholarship players, okay? I talked to Jim Adams about playing Georgia Southern in the 60s when he was in school, and he was basically like, yeah, we wanted to beat their ass more than anybody else. So this this rivalry has happened. We I had Greg Frady flat out tell me I'm not taking my kids down there because how awful their fans are and things that they said to my, <laughs> you know, African-American players. Like this is, this is heat. Like I was in the building after 34, seven, like I'm texting Trent miles. Hey, what time are you hearing about the bowl? Hey, can I come, you know, go me and Chris Hillier were literally in the building talking to Jesse Minner, talking to Trent miles after 34, seven and the vilest, most ignorant things were being said to his team. And yes, and it popped out on Twitter today. Guy was like, "Yeah, one of the players nearly went into the stands and wanted to, wanted to tag somebody." Yeah, because what he was being called as a black player, I absolutely would do the same thing. And that's the mentality: is Hey, oh yeah, I'm doing doing. I'm helping out. I'm helping out. Okay, cool. Well, we just destroyed you and still have handled handed you your worst loss ever statistically. It's the home. It's the word. They've never lost by twenty seven or plus. We we were the biggest yep. loss ever for them, and and that still stings. Yep. So it, it's just hysterical to me, man. That that there's people and and credit to Clay Helton because he he leaned into it yesterday in the call. And said absolutely, it's a rivalry. You know, there I don't think there'll be a dumb social media video of Chad Lunsford talking about this isn't a rivalry and they want to do this and they want to do that. And and don't worry, Southern fans, uh, you, you'll see the Jordan crying, you know, irk irk head again. Uh, very, very shortly. I have that one in the in the in the drafts. Yeah, but Ben, yeah, we to- uh, one of our players had to go to the bathroom, peed on their wall, and fertilize their grass. That's completely disrespectful <laughs> to Southern, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only if only people knew how often that actually happens. Yeah, you gotta um, go. You gotta go. You gotta yeah, go. Well, and 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 we even there was even a sta- a staffer. 
uh, in was it year one or year two? I can't even remember now because it's just been forever. But yeah, the the Georgia Dome cleaning crew sent a bill because basically you had multiple staffers taking leaks on the uh, the side basically of the Georgia Dome. Like the Georgia Dome has bathrooms at every exit point, like where the players could come out. And this <laughs> and multiple dudes were doing it. So literally, the Georgia Dome staff sent a bill to the football staff of our opponent that played there. It it, it happens more that more often than not. I just think people were, you know, kind of more mortified and horrified. And again, they're going to take shots, right? Like they keep calling it Turner Field, which is hysterical. And they think it's not the troll they think it is. Like I put it on the boards today. We have a convicted felon's name on our field still. And that's what you press the button at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know you got to get out of here really, really quickly. I, I had one question that was kind of leaning into this before uh, Ryan got ahead of me there, which is it's fine because it's the same kind of thing. So you talk to these players uh, on a pretty regular basis. We, the, and we, you know, we always talk about all the time about how we recruit um, Atlanta or Georgia as much as we would like. So we have a lot of guys coming from out of state that may not know about the Georgia State trash down South rivalry. How indoctrinated have they gotten into? How long does it take for these guys to come in here to re- figure out that yeah, this is this is the game the fans care about the most? One hundred percent. They they know right away. And I and I've even talked to several guys uh, in the twenty twenty three class, and and they know how big a deal it is. They they know of the rivalry. They know how incensed it is. Um, talked to Raven Johnson at a Grayson High School, who who is currently the highest committed, uh, you know, rank commit uh, in the twenty twenty three class. Uh, he's going to be in the building on Saturday, and we we talked specifically about Georgia Southern. And he said, "No. Why in the world would I go? Would I want to go down there? I'm a Metro Atlanta kid. Like I, I want to, you know, want to play in front of my family and friends. And I know. And he's like, you know, his basically thought was, look, I, when I when I come to Georgia State, I want to be four and zero against them and basically beat them at every path. Um, as you mentioned, some of the guys from out of state, they know it, they understand it. They were rec- some in some cases were recruited by the former staff as well. Um, they know the rivalry. They know the history. I mean, there's pictures in the football building." Um, you know, of of our wins over them. And when you walk into the football ops building, you have, you know, the, the Georgia Dome victory there in the old black jerseys with you know, Glenn Smith going crazy, Robert Davis making the spectacular catch there in the Georgia Dome. It's a big deal. They know it. Um, you know, Coach Elliott knows it. I always laugh every single time when people are like, hey, he's kind of downplaying the rivalry publicly. I said, guys, he coached and played at Appalachian State. He hates Southern more than just about anybody. Are you kidding me? That dude knows exactly what the rivalry and why. Like, like it, it's incensed in him. And, you know, when you see him after the game, like I say it all the time in my house and, and, and other places, you can fake an action. You can't fake a reaction. Watch that dude. What happens if Georgia State wins on Saturday? He will absolutely love life, lift it up, will be all over the place. The dude got on the bus, the the little Statesboro yellow bus last year and took pictures. Like, come on, man. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's soaking it up, and I love every minute of it. Actually, if you got time for one more question, I think Tim's got something for you. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, so you mentioned Clay Helton. Obviously, he came from USC. Had a Pretty good record there, not good enough for them, obviously. What the hell? Why is he at Southern, and how quickly before he cannonballs out of there into a better paying job? Because I um, just don't see it. All right, I put the over under at forty games. So we we have a we have kind of a publisher chat. All the twenty four seven guys from the cover Sunbelt schools, um, and we've been fortunate to add a few more guys. Obviously, with uh, with the new additions, the newbies coming in, which has been awesome. Um, I, I put the over under at forty games. 
Um, you know, they're three and two right now, could get to three and three, obviously, with a loss, you know, four and two with the win. Um, the expectations are always super high. The, the question I have, and I continue to ask it, and I've even talked to people that I know down there in Statesboro and that follow that program, they have offered last year and taken a lot of kids that Southern was the only FBS offer. And that was one of the biggest complaints of Chad Lunsford staff is they took risks on guys. I think if I, if I have the number correctly out of their commits in the 2023 class, six of them, Georgia Southern is their only FBS offer. You just have to be really, really careful when you're taking risks like that, because you're, it's not just against Georgia state. You, you're going against app state. Now, James Madison, you know, Marshall, like these guys are top 75, top 80, even higher in some cases, even Coastal Carolina, too. Can't, can't forget about them, where you're getting guys who they're battling, you know, power fives and high-level G5s for. So if you're taking risks at certain positions, you better be right. And the more you take that don't have FBS offers, you really better trust your evaluation. And that was part of Clay Helton's issue is he loaded up on skill guys that were highly rated and then the lines were just trash. Like they were, they were bad and they would lose inexplicably. They would lose games they weren't supposed to. And they would have four and five star guys at key positions. And then up the middle, you're like, all right, they aren't very good. And how, how did this defense get this bad? How is this offense this bad? That's, it's got to come down to recruiting and player development. And I, I'm I'm still shaky on his assistant coaches as well. I mean, if they finish the season, you know, as one of the worst defenses in the nation, is he going to make a change? Um, is he going to basically look? Because this is the other side. Clay Hilton was there almost all of last year, too. You know, he got hired mm-hmm. very, very early. So he's seen this roster. He's seen it. And, and they brought a lot of guys in from the transfer portal. Um, it, it just the more risk you take – you better be careful because you better get it right. And as we've seen in the past, Georgia Southern will not put up with being average or below average very long. And if they, they started out three and years. one, but but here's what I'll say too: <laughs> they started out three and one. If you look at their schedule, it is not favorable. They've got James Madison at home next week, who's they're Oof. they're the bell of the ball, and they be, they're receiving votes to get in the AP poll. They still got to play their rival in App State. Now they still got to play Marshall. Like there are losses up and down that schedule coming. That hey, we started out three and one, and what happens if we finish? I don't know, four and eight. Like, are the natives going to be okay with that? Probably not. But no. will they give the guys some time? Natives, sure, right. But. Then, then you're running the risk of, hey, all the transfers that you've added this year and all the guys that maybe are under-recruited or don't have offers, so you add them in your roster, you don't have a lot of wiggle room to cut a lot of guys, right? You brought all these guys in. They're yours. So as opposed to Georgia State, where you've got nine super seniors, 13 seniors basically could leave the program. That's a huge class. That's 22 of your eight potentially 85 guys that you could flip you know, this offseason. So um, – I think I think the patience will grow very very thin to answer your question, Tim. And uh, yeah, I, I I put that over <laughs> under at forty games, and I feel confident about that. No, that was a six right. minute answer to a question. Uh, I've got uh, one thing I want to say before letting you out here, Ben. And what you were talking about about uh, Southern uh, only offering to certain. Uh, taking on guys that have no other offers that's not just their athletics program. One of my uh, absolute red, best good friends who I you know kind of never stopped admitting that here he actually is a graduate of georgia southern he came here he went to georgia southern from virginia and you ask him why he went to georgia southern it's the only school that accepted him so uh 
So it works both ways, both in academics and athletics. So, but thanks, Ben, for joining. It's always fun talking to you, getting your information about it because you know we have no idea what we're talking about here when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, and we'll uh, we'll see you at the game on Saturday, man. Absolutely, love y'all, boys. Appreciate y'all, and uh, we'll see you Saturday morning, bright and early. See you, man. Sounds good, see you, Ben. Yeah, yeah. bright and bright and early for Ben. He'll get there at what the games at kickoffs at two. Twelve start making his way around twelve thirty, twelve thirty-five. Yeah. 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 So, what time uh, are we going to get there? Speaking of which, I feel like it's a good segue into tailgate talk, right? I mean, boom, man. My family will be out of town. I can be there as early as you want me to be there. I can get there at 5 a.m., I can get there the night before. I can do whatever you want to do. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm going to wake up bright and early and, and smoke some chicken, but I can come over uh, and have me smoke some chicken. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's we can so, we can so, we can we can pregame the tailgate at your house, Ryan. <laughs> that's fine with me, man. That's fine with me. What I was thinking about doing, and I, this is more or less call talk, but but I'm gonna do it here anyway. Uh, All right. I saw some um, thigh wings, so like they they chopped off the Eagle sides wings. of the thigh, and they just do um, the meat on the bone of the thigh, like like a wing, you know, wing shaped. Does that sort of make sense? Oh. What I'm saying here, eagle wings. Strange. Okay. Slice off the meat on both sides, and then you use that as like a wing. But I mean, I figure you could use those other uh, two things as like smoked nuggets or something. You know. So basically, basically, you're doing uh, smoked chicken thighs. And what I'm trying to say is that wings cost five fifty a pound, and thighs cost about three two fifty oh, three bucks a pound. I see what you're saying. Uh, I see what you're saying. So they, they 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 cut the they cut the drumstick and the thigh in the shape of. Uh, a drumette and a flat, so you can have yes. a bigger wing, an eagle wing, if you uh, oh, care to say oh, it that way. Oh, oh, I like it. We'll just call them that. We'll call them eagle wings. There we go. All right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> are you going to dip them in sludge? You got to have it. Yet, if I have a dark brown sauce instead of a traditional red buffalo sauce for them. I wasn't going to sauce. So works. Okay, that works. Then, then just burn them. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> these taste like shit. Yeah, they're eagle wings. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm bringing eat the, the raw. The flat <laughs> oh god, nobody might get sick. Uh, I'm bringing the flat top out. We talked about it uh, with the people that were up in army because uh, nice. the pizza oven will not be making an appearance this week. So oh. and I told, uh, well, it's it's more more of a two person operation, and we only got one person of the of the pizza fam going to make it the trip down this week, unfortunately. So anyhow, I said I would bring the flat top and we'll have some smash burgers and I'll just do it just between the hours of 12 and one, 12 and one. I'll be doing smash burgers at the state of Atlanta tailgate. Uh, you know, first come first serve. We'll have them until we don't have them anymore. It's so. Yeah, man, those smash burgers awesome. are good. I can't wait for one. Did yeah. you have, yeah. did you have yeah. any at the uh, basketball tailgate? They were good. I was not in Atlanta for that game. So uh, no, yeah, man. That yeah. yeah, that was the, that was, was that the trash down South game or was it the last, it was the last game. So who was last that? Was it, uh, last game. game. Yeah. Was it, it was Lafayette. It was, uh, it was um, Bob Marlin sucks game, right? That sounds right. <laughs> That's every game. Yeah, in Louisiana, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, <laughs> thanks to Ben, we've already run up to about 35 minutes, but, um, Woo. I, 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 I want to talk a little bit about the army trip, which was awesome. Uh, even though I missed my flight home, uh, we you, were up you there. Knew that. You knew you knew you I, were gonna I, miss I, it going I, in. You strategically well, changed your flight without changing it. I uh, 
when I schedule my flight, I'm like, this is going to be a close call. And then like three days later, I'm like, I'm missing this flight. There's there's no close call about it. And when I got I'm, back I'm to the hotel sure on the podcast last week, you announced yeah, when that I got, you were going to miss that flight. <laughs> when I when I got back to the hotel to pick up my bag, if I order, I was my Uber order. I would have gotten to the airport 20 minutes before my flight was to take off. And I'm like, well, you know, it's going to take longer than that to get there. And then getting through security at Newark and all that kind of stuff, there was no way. So um, I decided to meet up with the rest of the Panther fans that were still in New York City and hang out at a bar until they closed at two. And then took my Uber over to the Newark airport and got a few Z's on in the food court while it was closed before heading into my flight at 6 a.m. back to Atlanta to go to the Falcons game. Life which hacks I, which one again? David Brown. Wow. <laughs> I actually was thinking about yeah, that. I was like, did, where did David put his bag on the ferry? Did you like bag check it somewhere? I probably no. could have. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but I probably could have because I, I didn't know this either. Was uh, for anybody for everybody that bought tickets to the, uh, the ferry. Uh, Georgia State bought like an Einstein's bagel uh, breakfast box, and so like we had like you know water and bagel fruit anyhow i tossed my my empty box in the trash can because i'm not that disgusting of a human being but we came back on the ferry after the game was over and people still had their boxes on their seats so i probably could have just left it on my bag on my seat and uh been been fine with that whole thing but the ferry was cool that was super super cool picks up right there out of manhattan and you know as much as i hate new york city uh you i always say that once you leave the island you're in upstate new york i actually like upstate new york and it was beautiful mountains green mountains we were yep. we kind of hoped we have uh the the leaves changing color that was not the case though we're probably a week or two too early for that but uh, the hudson's a far bigger river than i ever imagined it being fun time river. fun time and whatever and uh Title we were estuary. coming off the ferry we 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 pull into uh, West Point and we're docking or undocking whatever you call it, uh, deboarding, and I'm walking down the stairs. This one Army fan goes, "Man, Georgia State travels well," and I looked over at him like, "Dude, you're looking at ninety percent of the fan base." Like, <laughs> should have been like, "Do you mean the boat's nice or what?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Yes, we we do travel well." The the, the entire fan base travels well. You're witnessing them right here, right now. The other 10% stayed in West Point last night and are at the game right now waiting for us. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, like, how did it feel in the stadium? Because um, I didn't think it looked like it was very full. Like, you had the cadet section that obviously was full, and I'm pretty sure they're all required to be there. But, right. like, everyone, everywhere else, like, did it feel like more than we normally even have? Like, it, it didn't seem when, like a lot of people. Well, so they have the benefit of not having an additional level of empty seats that make it look worse than it is. Well, like ignore we do that. It yeah, yeah, because you can do that yeah, effectively. But, no, you're, you're a homer. It took a it took a while uh, for it to fill in, I think. But uh, yeah, I noticed that myself when the game was uh, getting raised. And we normally, you know, when we go to games at Georgia State, we're trying to maximize that tailgate to the, the very last second. So sure. we get into the game, like, you know, right there, typically miss the first turnover we uh, in the, the first, kick. Uh, series. First miss the turnover. kick and the ensuing, and the ensuing the first... turnover. <laughs> and, but no, getting there, I, being being at West Point and Army, we wanted to be there. We wanted to see National Anthem. Uh, we wanted to see all that kind of experience, like their game day thing. So I got there earlier than I typically do. I noticed it looked a little empty. We talked about it. But by the time the game had kicked off and was well underway, it filled out quite a bit. But I found out something else. Now, I didn't expect them to serve alcohol at a military campus, uh, and they did not serve alcohol. But at halftime, I'm like, I'm going to go get something to eat. 
And I go in, like, they have one area of the stadium is just open to outside, and there's a street there, and they've blocked off the street on either side. And they were selling beer outside the stadium. And you could re, there was re entry. And so I went and I waited in a super long line. I'm trying to text everybody, hey, I found beer because we're all a bunch of alcoholics, you know? And, uh, a few people were able to make it out there with me and everything. And so I'm sitting there drinking. All of a sudden, this huge cannon just rumbles. I've, I've, I've been to games where they fired cannons and everything. This is the loudest I ever heard. I assumed it meant that halftime was over, game was starting. And then uh, Ashley comes out, and she's like, wow, that was a quick score. I'm like, what happened? The cannon was for the touchdown they got to begin the third quarter. Uh, yeah. So I just didn't realize that. I, I missed that. And it turns out it takes me a full quarter to drink two Bud Bud Lights because by the time I, I was going to say you missed seat, the whole third quarter, right? Which I, was I the quarter to miss? To, if you're going to miss that, the I think, quarter right. in that game, right? So I think so. They we ended the third quarter with them getting their second touchdown. I think is what it was. Yeah, the, yeah, it was, it was second rough. touchdown. Yeah, that's probably yeah. right. Uh, so I was actually kind of I was expecting you guys to say that it was my fault that had I been in my seat not being an alcoholic that we would have never given up those two touchdowns. But cool, well, we'll it's go okay. With you know, we we ended up winning anyway. So you got back to your seat in time. You, you handled your business. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, the whole trip was just. It was exactly what I expected out of it. Um, went to a Yankees game on Friday night. Got to see them lose. That's yeah. always fun. So, yeah. Right. That, that Broadway. That Broadway guy that that uh, that Tim that Ben mentioned. I didn't want to bring it up while he was on here, but he cost us like two penalties in the very first drive that really kind of killed, killed the drive yeah, right away. And that's a, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. that really kind of, uh, we had, we had people on our Patreon chat t- talking about that saying, you know, Hey, this guy's, uh, you know, he's back, but, but maybe he's a liability. Yeah. But fortunately it worked out. Uh, the team looks good. Tucker, Greg, I mean, for Heisman or something. I mean, like he looks great out there. Uh, for something. that last, that, that, that last touchdown was just, I was thinking to that touchdown. I hate when scores look lopsided and they're not. Like our Auburn game looks like we got blown out, but we know we were controlling that entire game. So when when Tucker Greg broke out for that last touchdown, I'm like, I mean, I'm so happy that we're scoring, but <laughs> this box score is going to look wrong for for all forever for in all of history. But that wasn't that wasn't so. garbage time. I mean, he didn't score in garbage time. That was a real score. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. What? It, that 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 was us running the ball to run down the clock. To run down the clock because we had because we had to. If there was like a turnover or if we didn't get a first down, they were still in the game. That was not garbage time. No, no, we no we we had we were up two scores at that point, weren't we? Okay, okay right, whatever. That's fine. Well, what, this is what right. we get for talking. This is what we get for talking like you know actual stats. I know we shit. got too technical, and I, I'm fucking wrong. I'm, I'm super wrong. technical. <laughs> Super, super technical. Super technical. We, you gotta, we talked about one. We 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 talked about one play. We're super technical. <laughs> now you gotta now you gotta bleep it out. You gotta cut that whole section because I cussed. That's you know. yeah. Not, yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna. So I know. Um, I know. All right. Uh, what else about this week? What about uh, the trash coming in? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited about out. the tailgate, and I'm excited about uh, beating them. That's all I got. Yes, and then. And then again, because my family's out of town, I can uh, post game party as much as we want to as well. So, I, you know, I was uh, thinking about the common opponents. You know, we we talked about that earlier with Ben and with Coastal and how they scored more points than we did. But like matchups matter, and you know, I, I don't know how much you can tell about about this. 
because like our defense is different than Coastal's defense, and that might be good or bad. We, you know, we'll we'll find out. And our offense is different than Coastal's offense, so like we'll find out what that looks like. But like, yeah. you know, common opponents is is one thing, but like week by week, it's going to be different, and team matchup, team matchup is going to be different. Uh, I, you know, I, I think we we're in we're in really good shape right now, especially with the confidence boost of like the big win. I feel like our guys know they can do it now, and it's not like one of yeah. those chest thumping wins. Like I don't feel like the you you win that game and you're you know one and four and you're like oh we're the best. No, no, you're one and four guys. <laughs> yeah, but what one one and four is what you know the rational people we're looking forward to coming out of, you know, right. The schedule. Like we, we yeah. thought that we thought that one was going to be Charlotte with army being, you know, a tough game, especially after what happened to us last year with right. Charlotte. So yeah. we're, we're, so we're kind of where, and I know that all three of us had higher expectations for the season, but I'm just saying for those people that actually, you know, use some logic versus emotion, like we do, uh, we're kind of where we expected to be. So, we should feel good about the team. And I do feel good about the team. I, you know, I, I just, I still don't think that the trash is that good. I just don't, I well, think they have, their records and their records inflated. I mean, that Kansas win is Kansas win, but not Kansas, Nebraska, all those states are the exact same. Um, <laughs> I just worry we're not that good. Yeah. I believe trash down south is not that good. I worry we're not that good. For me, it's defense. <laughs> I mean, I, I, th- I think, I think our offense what? has the ability to put up, I think our offense has the ability to put up the points against uh, the trash. I just don't know if we have the ability to stop them from doing so. Uh, this is a new style for the of play for them, which we thought was going to be a detriment. But you know that quarterback seems to be getting the ball off quickly yeah. or whatever it is. So yeah, with our I powers combined, you, right, Ryan, and I talked about David. it. Then what do you got? What? Do you, all right, I, I mean, I'm still I still think we're going to win the game. Ryan thinks we're going to win the game. Tim, what what what? Are, how are you feeling about it? What do you expect to see on Saturday? I think we're going to win the game. It's a rivalry game, and I think. You know, we'll do enough to get the W. I will say, I think Southern, I'm oh, sorry, Trash Down South. I think they're a little ahead of schedule as far as transitioning away from the triple option that they don't run, if you ask their fans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that quarterback transfer from Buffalo was obviously the key and key in a lot of that. But I, I, they're definitely better. I just feel like we'll get it done in our home stadium against Southern. Yeah, easily Turner Field, right? <laughs> At Turner Field, Olympic Stadium, not Georgia State Stadium, not Center Park Stadium. Yes, that place. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, uh, I, in casual Paul, conversation, I still call it Georgia State Stadium. Yeah, so do I. I like I calling it that too. That. I think when I say that with when I'm talking to friends of mine that don't know they they know I'm a Georgia State fan, but don't. Yeah, pay exactly. attention to everything else. I say Georgia State Stadium because they know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna call it Turner Field. I never called it Turner Field. I might say. I, I might say Georgia State Stadium, and then like if their facial, like whatever, looks like confused, I might say like you know where Turner Field was. Yeah, yeah. I if I'm talking to somebody that's like an out of town or at a bar because I talk to a lot of people at bars and they say start talking about Georgia State because I'm gonna talk to everybody about Georgia State. I, I'll typically say the old Brave Stadium. Yeah, you know, oh yeah. To not yep. to not be Turner Field, but you know, give them an idea about where it's located and everything. Man, if, so. if these people only knew the anguish we went through, like just trying to figure out how to word this shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and I got plenty of the where is Georgia State located in uh up in Army. Like there was plenty Atlanta. plenty of questions about that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you ever heard of a school called Georgia Tech? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it's not the record loss. What does Matthew say here? For me, it's not the record. It's the loss of Charlotte. Yeah, the Char- loss of Charlotte stings. But even in that game, that's just it's a fluke game. We lost by a point. We missed a point after, which caused us to go for two two point conversions that we both missed. So the game could have been completely different. We could have had a three point, or sorry, a two point win if those things had not had happened. I don't know. Yeah, we're supposed to have a, a multi touchdown win. Yeah, I, that's what I, I was calling. We should have Vegas on that one, right? That's right. Well, yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we do. We, we cover spreads or we don't cover spreads, whatever it is. So, all right. I think we, we've gone long enough. I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of the other conference games, but we can do that in last call because. Um, oh, good. I got to pee real make, bad. Makes me sick in my stomach to even talk about them. So we'll do that and uh, whatever else. Uh, you guys got anything else before we head over? I don't think so. Let's go. Let's right, start cool. cursing. Right. <laughs> start. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan, for listening. Oh. We are. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is well versed in it already. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We are going to head over to Last Call, which you can find on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. It is free of charge. It comes out Friday mornings. If you're a Patreon member, it'll be available immediately to you, as well as access to our private group chat, which we talked about, discounts on our merchandise, and uh, whatever else we can figure out what to do. Uh, so check that out, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. And we will talk to you guys next week. Me from Florida uh, about the big win over the trash down south. So say goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Peace. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.